This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Today is day 142. So on paper, it's supposed to hatch Sunday. That's day 145, or at least that's the day that I should be like act like actively checking on it throughout, obsessing over it, basically. Um, again, I mean, it could just not hatch. So, or or it could hatch. It could hatch. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic hopefully it doesn't hatch like a rat snake i had one time that hatched probably five days early and i hadn't checked the incubator and he was long gone from that incubator but found him on a glue strap 10 days later (laughs) well i mean fortunately they're they're pretty big babies so if they do if it does somehow escape which it shouldn't because it's in a systema box which has the little latches on the side and stuff so yeah there's no way um even if it did, I mean, that's a decent-sized baby, and I don't think there's anywhere in that incubator that it could escape from, So, unless it just has weird freakish strength and can push open that, that door, but should be contained. But yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready. It's been a yeah, long, yeah. long wait. So. That's, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then there's two Baird's eggs in the incubator, too, that are going to hatch probably... Those were laid on seven twelve, so we're coming up on what's today? It's the twenty first. We're coming up on the what, three months? two months. Yeah, I mean, there's another probably two or three weeks on those at least, and then that what, hypo. What kind of bears? So that one was the the pair that I didn't even really like. I really half assed on pairing because I was like, let's just see what happens. I put that wild caught male Madeira Canyon that Chris sent me a while back in with an undocumented female that I got from Weisler back in like 2019 from Daytona. And I, I put them in there and I left them there like overnight and got no reaction from either of them initially. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's probably isn't going to work. Uh, and then pulled him the next day. Cause I was like, I doubt he did anything, whatever. And then a couple weeks later, female shed. And I'm like, Wait a second. That <laughs> timeline kind of adds up. Like, then I took a closer look at her, and I was like, she's grabbing. And then I could count the eggs. It was only four of them, but two of those have gone bad, and there's two in the incubator that are still good. So I don't know. It should be interesting. It's it's a eastern phenotype with that female who looks very Loma Alta E with the silvers and stuff like that to that Madeira male, which is much more sort of brownish hay color. Um, not as sexy, but still... It's kind of just opposite ends of the of the range kind of nice. coming together. We'll see. It could be could be interesting. Could just make a really not great looking beard, but we'll see. Yeah. Way to be positive, Smitty. Can you hear me? You still, you still with us? You yeah, still I'm trying. Us? Yeah, my internet's right. struggle busting again. I don't yeah. know what the deal is. Uh, actually, since this is an issue we have on Snakes and Stogies on a pretty much a weekly basis, um, I'm going to do some research because I read something today in the StreamYard Facebook group that it might be Chrome that is actually the cause of the problems and not necessarily the internet. So I'm going to investigate that 
some people said they were switching to Firefox, but then they had audio issues when they switched to Firefox. So there's all kinds of stuff. StreamYard well, needs to get it together. I'm doing this from a Chromebook. Yeah, and I usually use Chrome, and it usually works better with Chrome. Um, we tried to hop onto Safari before we got started here, and Safari just decided to like halfway load the page and then just give up. So, yeah, failed on that and went back to Chrome. So I gotta, I gotta figure it out because I'm I'm tired of it. I pay for for relatively high speed internet, like a higher tier than just the baseline stuff, and it should not be yeah. giving me this much of an issue, you know, but. Whatever, we're oh, here. This yeah. is episode 199 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, brought to you by Black Box Cages. Check them out. Use code THN at checkout. Whether you're getting a rack, whether you're getting a cage, you will not be disappointed. Black Box makes absolutely outstanding products. Uh, they have the giveaway they're going to be doing soon. I saw yeah. posted today, teasing a little giveaway again. So yeah. go follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and and stay in the loop as far as that goes. I honestly don't even know the details of it yet, um, but there is one coming. So, uh, and then Steve Sanctuary's Venom Hot Sauce. We actually we had some like steak tacos tonight, and as I was making those things, the one thing I thought was, damn it, I wish I had some cottonmouth sauce because cottonmouth sauce on those steak tacos would have been the damn icing up. on the Steve Sanctuary cake. With those steak tacos. Yeah, for sure. If you get the whole set or if you just get a bottle, pick and choose, whatever, collect them all, get one, try them one at a time, whatever. You're helping Steve uh, with all of his public outreach that he does. So he does a ton of public education, relocations, uh, rehabilitations. He takes in sort of abandoned or unwanted herps that were pets. Um, and he's gotten some that are actually in really rough shape and managed to bring them back to like new. So, and he's a first responder. So if you get the hot sauce, the whole set, whatever, anything, because uh, he has some other stuff on his site too that you should check out, uh, shirts and whatnot, then you need to get on that and help him out because he's a good dude. Uh, and then Fulvice Apparel, FulviceApparel.com. Use code THN just for THN listeners and viewers like you. 15% off your order. Get yourself something cool. Uh, I have some Subok hats available. I only did like three and three on the Okatee and Subok hats, and the Okatee hats went quick. Subok hats, there's two or three left because I had, I think, one of them was kind of a mishap on the machine, so it looks a little funny, but I may just discount that one. I don't know yet. It doesn't matter. THN at checkout, fullvsparrow.com. This week we are back with our buddy Mike Kosicki of NK Colubrits. We've been trying to get on for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, you're doing some awesome it stuff is. with the t-shirts and hats, Justin. Some really cool designs. Yeah, he's doing great stuff. I need you to I need you to make me a yellow rat obsolete. I know. Yes. I need, I need a shirt and I need a hat. I don't know how many times I gotta do this. But all I need you to do for the hat is just do like yellow with like black in the middle and just write obsolete over the top of it and you're done. Okay. It's as simple as that. Okay. I uh, sent you pictures for a shirt, damn it. I know. I dude, I haven't had time to work on any of the other ideas that I have. I was started working on a Nebronia design the other night and got like 
maybe 15% of the way into it to where I wanted it to be, and I haven't touched it since. So your boy's been been busy, and uh, some nights I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to not get anything done. I'm just going to play Grand Theft Auto for two hours. And, uh, it's not a bad thing. You know, it is, because yeah. then I feel guilty, because I'm like, there's a ton of stuff I could be doing. Yeah, right but, now, but, you know, you got to take care of yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that downtime. Time sync, but David is it addicting? That's right. Mike knows. It's a fun game. Well, do you have any updates since the last time we recorded two weeks ago uh, or three weeks ago? Whatever. It was? Nothing pressing. Oh, I got some stuff coming from Joe Peck next week. Corns. Yeah, not just any corns though. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Take a guess. Are like a wild they... guess. Why am I blanking on the morph? Because I hear you say it. They're anaries. Fucking time. They're gold dust. Mm. I don't know. They are, in fact, castanias. Castanias. That's yeah. It. I don't know why I was blanking on that. I hear you say this at least five times a week. Whole um, bunch of castanias. Yeah, right. And then he had a, uh, a male ultra male. Okatine that he was like, I got this guy. I don't really have any any plans for him. So Huh? Well, that sounds pretty cool. Are we lagging again? Son of I, I can hear you guys, but you're, you're freezing up the image. Hello. Hello. Are you there? I'm here. I'm moving a little bit. I am here. Talking a little bit. Hello. Yeah, you can't hear me, can you? I can't. Yeah, now. we can. Okay. Just came through. What about Anneries and Gold Dusts? I, I was just making some off wild guesses about what you might be getting, but I, I knew you were getting Castanias. Oh. Yeah, don't be silly. It's going to be Castanias. <laughs> and actually, so I've, I've been thinking, I definitely am going to part with a good bit of corns. And I'm thinking I'm going to completely narrow down the corn collection to Castagna projects, locality stuff, and then the honey stuff. I was about to say, you got honey in there. Oh, yeah. Honey's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then, well, that's not true because I have the, the Pied Blood Red stuff that me and Chris are going to. I was going to say, what about, what about the anneries, man? What anneries? That stupid annery that. Uh... That big female he brought me? No, the one I, the pair I gave you. Oh, him? Yeah, yeah. no, he'd be staying. Here, so, um, all right. So when I say a lot of the corns are going to go, a decent chunk of the corns are going to go, but not yeah. as many as I think, because I'm going to continue to open tubs, and I'm going to be like, wait a second, got to keep you. But definitely narrowing it down, because now, I mean, at this point, like at least half of the corns I have are castanier or het for it. So, and I've, the stuff I've got from Joe is is going to real well into that. Um, it's going to be some uh, apricot, apricot. Do you pronounce it apricot or apricot? Apricot. Apricot. Yeah. Well, that's Castanian Ultra, Ultra Mel. So, those will be cool. Um, those are Castania Ultra Mel? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, I just, there's, there's... Plenty of non-essential personnel. Uh, if there's anyone interested in corns, I need to get a, a list together this weekend. Probably actually put some effort into actually posting some. 
and then seeing where we go from there. Um, and then, yeah. Nice. Got that other hypo clutch that still has not started hatching yet. Don't know what the <laughs> delay is. They're going to pop soon. Like the condensation and the, 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 Air exchange is definitely happening because the the top of the the tub is definitely getting misty and like it's coming. It's, we're getting there. I'm I'm fully expecting to see him pip any day now. So I need Mike to work his his black magic and summon them. <laughs> that North Carolina voodoo. Yeah. What about what about you, Jake? Uh, nothing too much. Um, I think since our last episode, I got the last two snakes that weren't eating from Daytona eating. So that was great. Um, what were those? And gray rat I've got took a hot. The only two that weren't eating were a head lemon gray rat. And then I couldn't get the super conda Arctic head albino hog to get going. Um, but I got the he- male or female. That's a female. Okay. Um, I got the Het Lemon to drop feed a hopper, so that was cool. All for that. And then the hog, I could not get her going. Then I was talking to Brent a lot, and he told me, he said, man, go get um, a can of pink salmon. He said, dump the juice out and let that let that pinky soak in the salmon juice. I was like, all right. So that's what I did. Went and bought some, bought some pink salmon. Let that pinky soak in there for a good 20, 30, 40 minutes. And um, took it out, dabbed off a little bit of the excess, and put it in front of the hog, and she was all pissed off at first. And I was like, all right, be chill, be calm, you know. So I just moved real slowly and put it in front of her. Far enough for her to smell it, she started tongue flicking. All of a sudden, she just turned on and slammed it, dude, and scarfed it right down. So I was uh, was pretty, pretty stoked about that. Pink salmon, man. If you can't get a hog going try that um so i worked like a charm that was great um all of the second clutch of the gray rats have eaten now most most of them have eaten twice some of them just took their first meals yesterday um so they're all on the way um yellow rats are just immaculate those are about ready to start getting posted for sale uh, they're all three three or four meals deep now. I can't remember. Um, but they're doing fantastic. Uh, second clutch of yellow rats. There's only four of them. Second clutch is due to hatch a couple weeks, beginning of October. I think they're due. Um, so, yeah, pretty much all, all good all around. So, Very good. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening. Already starting to kind of think about next, you know, this next breeding season, what I'm going to try and go for. And it's, uh, it's a lot. Not well, probably not a lot, but who knows? I'm already, yeah, the gears are already starting to turn a little bit for me too. Yeah. Especially, I, it's just. There's a lot of, I, a lot of potential pairings, you know, the, too many. the pits, I'm definitely going to try again. The albino pines, the albino Florida's. And um, the forks, I'm definitely going to try and make that happen this year. Um, Justin got some advice from somebody at Daytona that I'm going to try out for Ron them. Allen. Ron Allen. You're going to give that a go again and uh, see if I can't hatch out some some pituofas, which would be awesome. 
And then more gray rats. Next year I'm doing the Apalachicolas for sure. Um, you did not do those this year, right? No. I, might, I did the Santa Rosas this year. Yep. I might do the Santa Rosas again, depending. Uh, the I don't know, man. She gives you another, like, 60 babies. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, she gave me a ton, man. And um, so I might give her a go again this year just because my ratios were so freaking bad this season um, as far as males to females. So I'm going to try. I might try her again, depending on how much weight I can get on her between now and, you know, December. Um, cause she lost a lot of weight after her second clutch. Um, so she's slowly putting it back on. Um, so we'll see. I might give her a go. I might give her the year off. I don't know. Definitely Apalachicola's, um, Seminole County yellow rats are hopefully definitely going to go. I'm definitely going to pair them up. So we'll see about those possibly Hernando counties. Um, I have to see if the, one of the bigger ones I have is actually a female. I don't know. She probed female. The tail looks awfully male-esque. Um, so, Smitty, I might help you come have you come Did, out What was the verdict on those carpets? Uh, yeah, both were girls. So it was correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was correct. That makes both me feel girls. better. Um, so, yeah, carpets, too. Hopefully, I'm going to give them a go. I've been trying to put some size on my big girl again and um, get her to hopefully go. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to decide exactly what I'm going to do. I might be able to get Deckert's rats oh, from yeah. uh, from a pair that I just got from Chris Montross in Daytona. They're I would like them to be a little bit bigger, but Chris says they could probably go. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I might just leave them together and cool them down and see what happens. And if they go, they go. If they don't, they don't. You know. Because they're co so they're co the, right that now. That was the problem. Is JT at Silent Hill did that, and then he brought everything out of cooling, and then everything just started popping out eggs like crazy. And he was like, he was taking the year off. Did he co? Does he cohab a lot of stuff during cooling? Yeah, I believe. He oh, does. during cooling. Okay. Yeah, I've I'll got cohab like females together, but I ain't cohabbing pairs together. That's just I I try it. not to. I don't like cohabbing anything just because I like to track the animals individually a little bit better. Nerd. Um, and I really hate feeding two snakes together, but right now in, in quarantine, I got those Deckerts and two, um, female Posset Amel Gulf Amix together right now. And it's just I a freaking nightmare feeding I, those things. I don't trust that I could pair stuff like pairs together, like cohabbing during cooling, especially here because of how uh unpredictable the the winter actually is yeah. right so i probably have stuff well, not cold in january and yeah 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 so i don't know i'll probably just end up leaving the deckards cohab while i cool them because me i wait till it's actually cold here and i just do a shorter cooling period i get them like super cold for like a month month and a half I try to push it to two unless the weather doesn't let me I normally wait till end of December towards January to actually put everything in the garage because it's actually cold. I can count on it being cold for a while. And where um, those are from in the wild, they don't really have a cold season. Like exactly. And that's why I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that I work with, everything's pretty much Southeast and we, you know, Southeast in Florida, it's all, you know, they get a month of semi actually cold. Low seventies. Yeah, exactly. 
So I think I'm just gonna, you know, try and get him a solid month of a cooldown, and then rock and roll after oh, I that. I think at that point you could just as easily take him off food and just keep the room slightly cooler than you normally would, and then yeah, cut down the photo period. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did sure. with the bears the first year I brought them. I just stopped giving them food, and they were on the very bottom of the racks. They bred no problem, but yeah. I don't think bears also have to be cooled necessarily to get. I think there's a lot of stuff that doesn't have to be cooled, you know. Um, but that's, you know. I had, I had cohabbed the southern pine snakes the last two years and didn't get anything from them. And this year I separated them into separate containers and put them in the garage for about three months and brought them out and then put them in together. Never saw them breed or anything. I, I heard a lot of rustling around you know and i'm in there feeding other stuff but um got five nice big fertile eggs out of them this year finally like yeah man do you know sex is on any of those babies yet H- haven't sexed them yet um they've all eaten second meals now so i wanted to get them established feeding first before yeah. uh, we messed with that but i'm, I'm eager to see that because i will be keeping a pair at least yeah man like i told <laughs> you the other day i have a random you know florida type male and if you got extra female i would definitely definitely yeah. grab it from you because you know i don't really have background you know, obviously i'm a locality guy i like having county information but having a lone male normal i don't have that info on i'm like fuck it you know i'll get a you want another male get a random no i don't yeah. the, the, the female, female has his locality but the male yeah. is not he, he was part of a project He's, he may be yeah. head albino i don't know but oh wow yeah, man. Let me know if you got extra girl. Definitely, I will definitely snag definitely that. Send one your way. That'd be awesome. But because man, I I gotta send you pictures of the mail that I got, dude. Um, it's funny. I originally wanted the one you had, Smitty. Like when we saw him as babies, I wanted that one, and you were like, "No, I'm I'm taking that one." I was like, "All right." So I took the other one, and man, I'm glad I did because that thing is just it's got this weird, like, really light orange color going on on its tail you know how a lot of them towards mm. the tail they'll be more like pink, pinkish red you know this one's like this really light light orange you know and he, he's a he's a freaking smoke nice. show man so i'm pretty pretty stoked to see how he ends up turning out he's he's getting so big man a lot yeah. of them are growing growing like crazy my, my male is fairly yeah. light but the fee the female's pretty dark and Let's all see. the babies came out looking like her i was Kind of hoping to see a little more whitish and stuff on them, but I'll take it. Yeah, man, baby pits can't beat them. Were they pretty easy to get going on food and stuff? Well, they've they've eaten us. They've all eaten frozen thawed. Um, some of them took it right away. Some of them I had to leave in overnight. But they all the pinkies have disappeared from all the cages. Yeah. So. Hey, drop feed or tong feed, man. That's yeah. drop feeding. Yeah, first, they, they, first, they, first they feeds. First yep. feeds a first feed. You can't 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 be mad about that. Yep, yep. Get, awesome. get them used to eating it. I'm gonna have to start feeding them some bigger stuff here soon because I can't even see the bulge in them from pinkies. Yeah, those those um, like the southeastern, like the big stuff, you know, like the northerns and the southerns. Like, yeah, they can almost start on fuzzies, man. Like they're. Yeah. I had mine on hoppers within. It's just a couple months once I got them from Chris. Probably next, next this coming week, I'm going to drop in some uh, African soft furred rat fuzzies to them. Big babies. Yeah, they're massive babies, man. It's crazy. 
yeah, th those those are in incredible feeder rodents to raise. And I've, I've got three little tanks of them in my garage and they haven't slowed down breeding this entire hot summer. It's just crazy what I pull out of there. Yeah, mine, mine definitely, they're starting to pick back up again, but mine definitely hit a lull for, for a bit there. I've really thought about just getting just, you know, cause I know somebody, Mike, do you do yours in just like a glass aquarium? I, I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought I'd seen something like that. And I thought about doing that, just getting a glass aquarium with a, group with either, either ASFs or mice just to do be able ASS to if you're gonna do it. Do a, yeah, do, do, a, do they have really small pinkies? Their small pinkies are about the size of a large mouse pinky. Yeah, see that's why like I I want to do a group of mice just so I can get those little itty bitty like day olds for like rat snakes and stuff. Cause I get so freaking annoyed with trying to buy pinkies and their extra smalls and day olds are like definitely not day olds you know and it's just it's irritating so i thought about just getting just like a tank just so i can just cull all the day old pinkies for baby rats and stuff but you know i don't know i don't know if i, I think you'd have to that. have more than one more than one pair though for sure you'd have oh, i mean like yeah it would be like a it'd be like a enough to keep up with yeah i mean one, i mean i'm right now yeah, it'd be like a one, you know, or two point, you know, five or six or something, you know, and just keep them like that. But, you know, I don't even know if I want to do it, but it wouldn't be like it would be more like a stock up on them, you know, over the season. Because like the baby rat snakes don't need those extra small ones for too, too long, you know, like so I don't know. Yeah, I might look in the Af African softwares. I know a guy. Worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I might. I might. I might actually take some off your hands. No lie. No, those are. I mean, those are good because we talked about them. Like they don't smell nearly yeah. as yeah. much as mice do. Like they go in. Like they have a designated corner or space that they all go to the bathroom in. So it's not like the entire tank gets gross. I mean, it still gets gross, but it doesn't get as gross as it does with like mice and rats. It's just so freaking hot in my garage, man. It's. I, I mean, think bakes. Well, Keep them well hydrated. I think it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I fill the water containers up about every two days. I've lost way more rodents to the cold snaps in the hmm. barn where I have the rodents than I have with heat by a mile. Really? Yeah, dude. When we had those cold snaps last year, I had I had groups of mice that were just like that. Was when I'd I'd have to give them like a big pad of hay or something so they could get under it and keep warm and stuff. And there was a couple times where I just ran out of hay and like I'd have some hmm. groups, like whole groups of, of mice, like frozen, dead. I mean, not frozen, but Jeez. it just, I lost so many more to, to cold weather than I did to the heat. Like, I don't think I've ever lost a, an animal that I could did clearly your, see had like heat exhaustion or something. Like, did happened. your water lines freeze up? No. Hmm. No, but for I some reason, I thought that did happen just, one time though. Did it not? Um, I thought you had them freeze up. I was worried about them freezing up, oh. but it never it never happened. Hmm. But that's why I want to get one of those oil filled heaters to keep out there. Yeah, the man, just I, to keep that that corner and that that area warmer, slightly warmer, like above freezing, to keep it from happening. But, I got one of the. I I bought like the last one Walmart had when that whole freeze was coming mm -hmm. through. And um, I got it specifically for the garage because it was dipping down a lot while I had the snakes in there. And, you know, I, 
I shot the pits one day. You know, I had the pits and rat snakes in there, and um, I shot them at 45 degrees one day, and I was like, yeah, it's a little cold. And <laughs> so I went and, you know, I'm okay, like 45 to 55. Anything below 55 or 45, I get a little like, I don't know. That's a little cold. Yeah. Um, so I went and bought one of those oil filled heaters just to like keep right next to the rack in the garage and I would just crank it up and it worked. It worked okay because it's a bigger space and it was so cold. It didn't heat it that well, but it was like just enough to like make me yeah. feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. So. Even though they probably would have been fine down to 40 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's probably. the mental, you know, it's for, for yeah. us. I just get paranoid, man. You know, that was my first year ever cooling snakes, man. It was, it was weird, you know, having yeah. snakes, down, <laughs> you know, 55, 45, you know, and then it's shooting up in the, the sixties and they're all moving around and shit. And I'm like, fuck man, like, it's, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> but I really wish I had, I could get a wine cooler, but like, yeah, it, wine coolers would be fine, but like you can't fit. Oh, but so big of a tub. Yeah, wine cooler. In a You'd wine have to get cooler, like you know. Legitimate cooler. Did you like get any fox snakes from Montrose, Jake? Mm-hmm. That that that's yeah. what you need a wine cooler for. Yeah, but the problem is with like a wine cooler, you can only fit like a six quart in there. You know, yeah, you'd have to get a restaurant grade like cooler. Like those things right. need to go cold, from what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Chris cools them like all his other rat snakes. Um, yeah, some stuff like I have heard like some people do them normal. I think it's more of like a longer period. Um, but Chris has said he cools them just like his other obsolete stuff, and uh, he's had success. But I know uh, paint jab is more of a put them on the longer side type of thing, which makes more sense to me being you know, one of those northern you know localities. Like yeah. yeah, they have like a real winter. It's cold. It's long. You know and. So, but I don't know. That's a, that's a future Jacob problem. Cause I'm still growing up my foxes. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if whenever they get up to size, you know, I might cool them normally and see what I see if they do anything. You, you, you got know. a lot of snakes to hatch before that happens. Yeah, buddy. There's a, they still got probably two years on left, you know, before they can even, I can even think about breeding them. Even then, like I grow everything so slowly, like I don't, I'm not too, too worried about it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just have the pair of the, uh, Washington County, Nebraska's. So they're, they're cool, man. I love those snakes. They stink. Good Lord. There must stinks. It's, it's <laughs> weird, man. Those have such, they have such a specific musk. It's odd and they hate me, but worse than the broadbanded water snakes. No, no. <laughs> absolutely absolutely not nothing is as bad as those um but yeah no they they hate me but i love them so it works out but, so mike let's uh let's talk about you for a little bit my man give us uh give us the rundown you know we've known you for several years now you know uh thankfully but uh give us the rundown man you know how'd you Give us the cliff notes or the long version, whatever you want. You know, how'd you get into reptiles? How are you? How, how'd you start I, doing who all is this? Mike Kosicki? Yeah. How did MK Colubrids get going? man? Well, basically because he was very non-creative when he first got on Instagram <laughs> creating a name. Um, <laughs> I like actually my, um, my morph market thing is coastal Colubrids. I like that much better. I'd love to shift the Instagram over to that, but, um, I got to get into snakes. I, I lived um, 
in South Florida in the early yeah. 70s. So I'm probably a little older than what people think I am. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was like two and three, my mom would take me to the Florida Serpentarium. The, the old thing with like Bill Haas with mil milking the rattlesnakes and cobras and stuff. And I, and I have a few distinct you know, memories of that. I remember in the gift shop or, or sales area or whatever they had, I remember seeing this uh, aquarium full of corn snakes with gray backgrounds and red and orange blotches on them and, and just fascinated me. Um, after, after that, we moved to Georgia and I lived in Fayetteville, Georgia. And my mom got me a little guidebook to reptiles and amphibians because we lived in this little neighborhood that was carved out of the woods. And there were um, uh, copperheads, king snakes all over the place. I, I didn't really know what they were at the time, but probably when I was like four or five years old, I remember walking outside this, this house we had in the air conditioning vent or air conditioning unit outside. There was a garter snake that, that came up and was like telescoping up, you know, lo looking out from it and just, just kind of frozen there. And we stared at each other for a long time. And I think that that's really where the fascination of reptiles, just kind of looking into its eyes and it looking into my eyes and stuff like that. I mean, it sounds a little cheesy now, but um, it just kind of went on from there. Um, we, we moved again, moved up to New Hampshire. I actually got my first copy of The Keeper and the Kept by Caulfield up in New Hampshire when I was probably fifth grade and, you know, devoured that book. And then moved uh, down to Memphis, Tennessee for high school years. Had a speckled king snake for a saw. Actually, quite a few speckled king snakes down there. Um, and then moved out here to go to college and uh, really got into herps in the uh, from '89 to the '90s. Um, I had dry marking. Wish I'd kept a lot of the stuff I had then, but you know, didn't even didn't think it would become rare or expensive at that time. Um, but then got married, had kids had to get rid of the two rattlesnakes I had. Um, we moved up to Boone, North Carolina. Why, 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 why would you have to get rid of the rattlesnakes? Uh, something about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. J Justin, you, you explain it to him. It, it, it'll be yeah. coming for you soon, Jake. <laughs> you mean you didn't buy your wife a boat and say it was fine? No. That's not how that works. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not how it works. No, no. You're, you're, I don't want it's it's one it's one thing to have a corn snake escape. It's another thing to have, you know, cane break escape in the house. But, um, so, yeah. so what, what, what no, I'm getting married, I actually, that's kind of funny or kind of sad, but right when we did first get married, I had a bunch of Everglade rat snake hatchlings and my wife had a ball Python and we lived in this house and we just had our first uh, daughter, Tabitha. We we're going to visit her parents uh, over Christmas. And I told my wife, you know, turn the heat down she took that as turn the heat off. So when we came back and walked in the house and you could see your breath, it was in the thirties. Um, every one of the Everglade rat snakes. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. But the, the ball Python did not survive, unfortunately. Um, but uh, uh, we moved, moved around. We went in her defense. And, she did turn the heat down. She, she did turn it down. Yes. It, and unfortunately she turned did it off. the job. <laughs> She, she did save yeah. electricity and energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we wound up living in uh, Boone, North Carolina, up in the mountains for 10 or 12 years. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, we lived in an old farmhouse that was not conducive to keeping reptiles. So I've kind of, I, I had a few snakes then, you know, corn snakes. Um, I raised a red tail green rat snake. I, I rescued at a pet store. 
Um, but most I got into rock and minerals and stuff at that time. And when I'm moving back to Boone North, sorry, moving back to Wilmington here in uh, 2013, because my dad was sick and my daughter was getting ready to go into high school. So we wanted to make a change. And that's when I really got back into herps. Um, and, uh, found, uh, started looking up Kathy Love one day on the internet, see what happened to her and found uh, Joe Phelan's podcast. And one thing led to another. And here I am with you guys. Very cool, man. And was was that, that farmhouse haunted? It was not haunted. No. Uh, Justin sure? thinks everything's haunted. I do. <laughs> it, it was only, it was only a hundred years old. It wasn't old enough. To be oh, old. they're definitely yeah. haunted. <laughs> No one died in it. <laughs> it's, if it's older than like 10 years, it's haunted. <laughs> That's my you, you probably would have thought it was haunted by the way the uh, the air came through and the, the barns next door banged in and everything, but it really wasn't. But I actually found a lot of cool herps up there. Um, and it was really interesting because you wouldn't find them every year, but certain years, like we found queen snakes. And then the next year we'd never see them again, but mm -hmm. then we'd find black rat snakes everywhere. And it did in one year we found uh, three baby uh, Eastern milk snakes in the house, you know, that probably been laid underneath the house. They came up into it, but, um, wow. so then, yeah, interesting stuff up there. How far is Boone from the South mountain stuff? It's probably about two hour and a half to two hours as the crow flies. The South mountain stuff is closer to Asheville. Okay. Okay. I've been to Boone. It's been a really kind of between time. Charlotte and Asheville. We're, we're, we're up North in the Virginia corner. Yeah. Got you. So what, what does your collection look like now and why are obsolete rats your favorite? Um, <laughs> Correction. Why are rhino rats your favorite? Actually, no Castani. What? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, we the already know, are, like by by default, that's that's already there. We Justin, know that. Those are, and, and that's actually a good question because I've, I've is, Justin, you think everything's your favorite, all right? You need to choose one oh, to stick to it. Is it Castania or is it friggin' rhinos? It's by category. Right. And, and I've been what, poking a lot of fun to recently, too, Justin, about what happened it's, to the bears. Two yeah, two years right? ago, it was all bears. The bears are still there. Bairds are basically gone. No, they're not. What happened to Bairds beat Battlestar Galactica? I don't even... Shut up. But Loser. The anyway. Bairds are still here, okay? But <laughs> Mike is personally very much responsible for Mike Donya problem, so... Uh, <laughs> Only because I found out that I had two males. He, he did enable that. Yeah. No, I, I saw a picture of I think JMG. But again, I ask what what what's it? No, go, go ahead. No, I, I saw some pictures from JMG Germanies. No, um they were just incredible looking corn snakes. So I tried to scout those out for a while and finally got what I thought was a pair, but turned out not to be. So um obsolete is awesome. Yeah. I I, I love the rat snakes. Um Everglade rat snakes, I'll always have those. Those are just beautiful love them that that yellow rat snake i posted on the group uh, yesterday i took him out to take pictures to put him on morph market and that this is what happens every time i go to take pictures and put a snake on morph market i handle it and interact with it and it's like nope you know you're staying here you know we'll put you back let's yep. find another <laughs> one we can sell <laughs> yeah do you still have the polk county yellows the pair 
I, I do not know. Um, I, I, the female uh, I lost early on, and then uh, the male I gave to a, a local friend here that has some rat snakes. She's into them too. So yeah. that, that's pretty, that big male is the only yellow rat snake that I've got left. But he produced a clutch with a local female that's very light colored. And I'm raising up uh, a pair of those babies. And they're very interesting looking. Kind of, kind of like a desert camo kind of look. Well, I can change that, Mike. I have Pasco County, Florida's with your name on them. <laughs> you I, just, I need a sub-adult. Not fall asleep with the snakes. You need sub-adults. What fun are sub-adults? What fun are sub-adults? <laughs> sub sub -adults? You need babies. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to raise a, a baby to go with my big male. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I've got the, I've got the three rhinos. Well, that's why you get a pair of pascos to raise together. <laughs> I had gray rat snakes for a long time. Those, those are one of the first snakes I bred when I got back up here. Um, and I thought they were really cool and special Liberty County locality animals. Then I found uh, Montross and saw his collection and realized, yeah, they're not quite that special. <laughs> they're special. You still have the, the hypo gray rats don't you i do and I, and I got a male this year to to go yeah. with her so next next year ne next year th this year i i'm glad i didn't breed a lot of stuff i'm i'm totally excited about the stuff like i had some okatees hatch a little clutch of that but bre breeding those southern pines and, and have these box turtle babies that this year is perfectly fine for me N next year is going to be big though because i've been raising up a lot of 2021 stuff that should go kind of, kind of like you, you are, it sounds like. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully those, those, uh, those rat snakes will go together. I'm going to put those out in the garage for about a month or two and then put them together. Oh, okay. Let's turn the Xbox off. Okay. All right. I think there we're we back. Go. All right. Okay. Where were we? Washington County gray rats. Yeah. Um, at Daytona, we passed each other near the stairway, and I was with a guy and showed you that. That, that, was, the, yeah. that was the guy that caught the first one, Sam Day. And okay. it, was, it was a project. He, I'd seen him working at those, and I, and I he actually, the, actually, my bright orange Everglade rat snake I got from him, it's supposed to be a Florida City locale. Um, he was working with those, but the price is a little bit out of what I wanted to pay for him back in the day. So, yeah, last year, um, Billy had that one, that female at his table, and we went up oh, trading. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I was driving home just thinking about that snake and just like, why didn't I get that? Why, what the hell was I thinking? And I started texting him through South Carolina and we worked out a deal to, uh, to ship that to me. Um, and then I was kind of searching out for a mail and Montrose had one for a little bit, but then he wound up selling it. Um, but then Sam posted this thing on fauna and, um, it's relates that from that line. It's a head from that same line. So we'll find out for sure next year, hopefully. Very cool, man. Yeah, that normal that that hat you got is just a smoke ship. But yeah, yeah, there's that, that subtle coloration on it's just yeah, really cool. Yeah, seeing that that, that rat snake that you have that's the integrate between the gray and the yellow, I wish I had bred that big male yellow I have to her this year and see what popped out. That thing is special that you have, Jake. Yeah, that thing's uh it's definitely a unique animal. Not all the integrates come out that that great and um she is just uh well, it's like like a gray rat snake like a yellow head kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like I like a yellow sock on them. Yeah, but she's she's pink. 
you know, she's she's completely pink, all you know, down her entire body, and uh, just got like this yellow sock on her head, and it's just she's she's incredible, man. You know, it, yeah. it's one of those things I really want to find a mate for her. You know, I want to go out and find one from the same county, but honestly, if I don't, that's fine too. You know, she'll be with me forever, man. She's just just such an incredible snake. You know, um, yeah. but I don't really want to plug a gray into her. I don't want to plug a yellow into her because it's going to wash out the other. So I'm just kind of, I wait for the right one, you know? And, yeah. 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 Just be patient. And keep the search going. You got to find it. Yeah. I gotta, the problem is I got to get down there. I made, I was down there for a little bit, you know, I was going to Skyler's and me and my buddy Preston stopped through there and, did a couple passes on a few roads. So I found some good spots. I think I could potentially find some, but I got to go at a better time of year and better time of day. Cause it was just in the middle of the day and we didn't find anything. So, you know, I'm curious, you know, who can probably find one for you. Harry's mom. Do what? Harry's mom can probably find one for you. Now oh, you guys froze up again. Yeah. The Harry Claiborne. Uh, she's a little, <laughs> she she's more levy County. Yeah. Yeah. I know Harry. I don't think she's in the, I don't think she's in the area. That, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't think she's in my she, she area, finds in area that I need though, like. for the intergrades. Harry, Harry and I've been talking about finding a male gray rat sink for me and yeah, he's like his yeah, mom found two or three, <laughs> but he couldn't find one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're still gonna drink a beer with that guy at Daytona. Oh yeah, man. We were all disappointed he couldn't make it, but he had to definitely had to look out for the family. Yeah. So yeah. comes I don't first. Blame him at all. Yeah. So, but yeah, everything's smoothed out with him, so that's great. Can't wait to see that dude. I'm trying to get him down to my neck of the woods to go try and find some king snakes because he's a he's a king snake nut. Yeah. So, do you guys find a lot of eastern kings down there? No, no, I really don't. Um, there's a spot not too far from me. I don't live far. I'm sure you've heard of the Edisto Kings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, and I can be in Edisto in like an hour. Um, so I really want to get out that way, see if I can't turn something up. But as far as Beaufort County, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff like, you know, people breed a lot of stuff from Jasper, um, which is just, you know, our neighboring county. Um, but as far as Beaufort goes, I found one king snake like 12 years ago, you know, and I haven't seen one since. Uh, my sister sent me a video of one actually not far from my house some years ago. Um, but I don't know what it is, man. They're far and few between around here. Hmm. So seems like they're, they're found in around here, specific areas. They're, they're not widespread. Like rat snakes are probably the most common snake in this area and banded water snakes, but when you find king snakes, you can usually find a lot of them in the same area. Unfortunately, they're really um, narrow yellow bands up here, so they're not not the prettiest. But see, I like the narrow bands, but I want those narrow bands to be white. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really like the, you know, I really like thin banded stuff. I don't like the you know super high white and you know really wide banded stuff. You know, I want the thinnest bands you can get, but I want them perfectly white. And, I think I've uh, seen some like that from Virginia. 
like yeah. north, north of that Chesapeake area. But you get them around cool. here, man. The Jasper County stuff I've seen is white, white, white bands. Um, yes. So I really, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to Harry today, actually, and I went off, ran on Morph Market. Sure enough, right away, I found some Jasper County Kings and I was like, oh, man, I want them. But I don't know. I want to I want to find my own. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Might have to make a trip to Edison and see if I can't get lucky. I had um, two of those Georgia wide-banded kings for a while. It's like South Georgia, you know, that I don't know if they're really found from there, more like a morph that they say is from there. But I, I just had to get rid of them finally because those things had the worst aim. Like I'd, I'd hold a mouse on the tongs. It would just come flying out, flying past the mouse, grab grab some part of my hand or arm, and not it would never realize it made a mistake. You know, it would just right. be lost oh, yeah. on for 15 20 minutes and it hurt it, it didn't yeah. it wasn't like a, it didn't feel good it did crunch down so yeah, i got, I got sick sure. of that but uh yeah man give us a rundown of you know obviously we know you keep some everglades rats and uh some you know obviously you're big into corn so give us a rundown yeah. of kind of what your collection looks like now and maybe give us you know some corn projects that you're working on um well besides the corns um got the everglade rats um I've got the Asian beauty snakes. Uh, I've got a pair of those, hopefully with Taiwan beauties. It'll hopefully go next year. I've, I've got them in a big two by two by four foot uh, tall vertical enclosure now. So they're going to spend the whole season in there together. Um, and I've got a, a calico female. Um, drawn a blank and who, who I got that from, but he was from the Midwest. Same guy Billy's gotten some from. And then I got a het calico from a paint shop this year, a male. Um, he's growing like a weed. So that, that'll be a couple years away to have those. Hopefully um, I've got a trio of California King snakes, black and white, um, kind of aberrant patterns. Um, high one, one's a high white, one's a um, mosaic. Um, the other one's just kind of a banded mix. Those are just really, really neat looking animals. Um, trying to go down my list. I've got seven Southern pine snakes now. Um, five babies. Um, got that. I've got a Brazilian rainbow boa female. She, she's growing up. She's about two feet now. That, that's a really nice animal. Rat snakes and corns. Yeah, I've got a couple holdback rat snakes. Um, I, I still do have a, a pair of uh, ethereistic Florida king snakes that, that are red. They, they keep the red on them. Mm -hmm. um, Phil looked at him and said, Oh no, those are hypo, but they're, they're more than that. They're, they're, they are as red today as they were the day they hatched out. So I've, I've thought about getting rid of those a couple of times, but every time I open them up and interact with them, like, mm, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see that, see this one through. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the, yeah, the rest are mostly corn snakes. Now I'm not in the snake room. So there's probably some things I'd spot in there, but, uh, I've got a pair of, of strawberry diffused uh, corn snakes I got from SMR uh, Don a couple of years ago. And they're just really, really cool red color. Um, not, they have a pattern on them, you know, but they're, they're kind of like blood reds. But a, if I was to name them more, if I called them a ruby red corn snake, mm -hmm. um, I, got, I got eggs from them last year that they, they went until about two weeks and then they, they went bad. I've got two in the incubator right now that have probably about three or four weeks to go. So, you know, knock on, knock on wood. 
we'll, we'll see. They, they don't, I, I didn't give them high hopes because the six, she laid six eggs and only two of them were good. So we'll, we'll see if those hatch out. If they do, I'll be pretty excited. Um, I, I really like the red factor stuff in corn snakes. Um, I, I picked up quite a few things from VMS when they went out of business last year, um, who he's dropping his prices down. Got a really killer pair of gold dust corns that they should go next. They, they tried to go this year, but I separated them before they went too far. The male's <laughs> totally all over the female. Um, oh, the other thing I've got, I've got Oregon red spotted garter snakes. Very nice. Those, those are nice. Those, those are, I, I decided to get turn, turn into garter snakes about uh, three or four years ago. And I went up getting um, uh, coastal red garter snakes from Tim Spuckler. Um, I got some Pacific Northwest and I got the Oregon red spots at the same time from the same breeder. I got a pair of Easterns um, from Matt Dove. And I got a pair of um, Lake Chapalas, who you guys had on the show recently, who I sold those to. That he said, oh, I got them from some guy in Morph Market. I was like, that's me. That was me. Um, they were they're all they're, they're they're all right, but they they were really shy and, and skittish. They always wanted to stay hidden. Every time I walked in the room, they jetted away. Um, so, you know, it's not really, they weren't really that much fun to interact with to me. And I didn't keep them until they got, you know, four or five feet, but the Oregon red spots to me are, are, have been the best. They have the best temperaments that they don't try to bite. They're always out, um, you know, very friendly, um, great personality. So those are the ones I've held on to. And then they've got great colors and stuff too. Um, I have one, one big female and two males. So maybe something will happen here soon with those. Nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be cool. I need to get them in a bigger cage probably right now. But um, the other corn stuff, um, I got a pair of Cassanis from uh, from Daytona. Got another year or two on those. Not all the morphs years years have Justin, but uh, I got a Red Factor Annery from VMS. That I've got lots of stuff I could breed him to. Um, a couple normal females from there. Um, just a little lot, lot of odds and ends, but a lot. Of, different types of red factor. I've got the VMS red factor. I've got red factor from SMR. I've got the red factor from JMG. Um, I actually do have a striped corn snake now. I've made fun of y'all for a long time about the Tesseros and stuff, but I do have one of those. Um, got a really nice little trio of, we're not sure if they're red factor or not, but uh, um, they came from ECW from Eric. Um, he, he, he sent them to me recently for, you know, He's so cool to work with. Uh, Eric's such yeah, a great dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, and then they're just fantastic. He, he sent me a striped one, the striped Tessera that I didn't really ask for, but it, mm -hmm. it's just fantastic. It's a perfectly patterned snake. It's just fantastic. And they're supposedly related to that really oddball snake that he had. He, he calls it the Miss Blenny line. So mm -hmm. we'll see what comes out of that. Oh, and then the those red factors we got last year at Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those, those things are I can't wait to put those together. The normals, the, the normal female is, is like the brightest. It's just fantastic. I, I keep the annery and the normals together, male and females in separate tanks. And it's so cool just to look at them, the contrast of the, the whitish gray annery with this bright orangey red, red female or, or other snake. Yeah. It's just, just really neat. I, I try to keep a lot of my snakes in tanks so I can look at them when I go in the room. Um, I, I can't keep them all, obviously, and, and some of them do better in, in uh, containers or tubs, but um, I'd have a lot more space if I 
kept them all in containers or tubs, but it, it's really nice to walk into the room and just kind of see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You can see it interacting and stuff. Have you Have you thought about doing Red Factor into the gold dust stuff? I, I want to pro- just produce gold dust first and see what comes out. That there's there's a head for stripe, but that, that could be, that would be interesting. Yeah. Hopefully it wouldn't just make an orange snake because the, the, the yellow is gold dust. It it looks like it just glows. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've got them on a um, kind of a mulch uh, substrate that's, that's dark. And and it's, you'd think I'm shining a bright light on it, but it's just, that's what it is. Just incredible. I like the the red factor stuff. Chris brought me a adult female uh, coral ghost. Or she yeah. Um, and she like it's really frustrating because in person she is a hue of pink. It's very subtle, but it's there. And I can't get that like a picture or video of that at all. Mm. It does not show up. I don't know what it is, but it. If I post a picture of her, she just looks like an anner. She doesn't look like like anything. So. The only time I've been successful with it is, is you kind of have to lower the lights a little bit. You, mm-hmm. you can't take it under direct, direct light. Cause it just, you know, it'll look like a white, whitish snake, but I, I, I picked up that. Um, oh, I can't think of what it's called. That Oak, that pink Oakatee from a Lee Abbott's table. Mm-hmm. I was bound and determined to get something from Lee Abbott this year and um, coral Oakatee. That, that's what it's called. Yeah. And it, it's just, I, I can't imagine what that's going to look like grown up, but mm-hmm. um but the only the only color the only pictures I've been able to take that kind of show its true colors have been almost in the shade. That makes sense. I'll have to give that a shot. But yeah, that uh, yeah, I'm I'm really that's one oh. thing as far as the Castagna stuff that I really want to pursue is putting red factor and like a coral ghost in particular with the Castagna. Yeah. You know, if that's already something that looks very muted and like the colors are very sort of faded and the patterns sort of faded, and I think that with the Castagna would look good that would build upon each other well yeah and i'm not going to be pretend to be any kind of expert on corn snakes because the people now that i'm interacting with you know the corn chat group and other places know so much more about it than me and have so much more experience seeing what things are hatch out and and whatnot it's the corn snakes have become like ball pythons now it's with the different morphs and stuff the different three and four levels of morphs you have in a single animal Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. I, I used to kind of my mind, I'm thinking like ball Python people. Once, once you get past naming three or four morphs yeah. to me, it's, it's just a pretty, it's a pretty snake. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. You kind of lose me at that point myself. You know, yeah. I like, I like the simplicity, man. I like, I like simpler combinations and, and more baseline sort of stuff. I don't, when there's yeah. like, when I, if the, my, my sort of my threshold is like, if the label I print for a tub is, longer than like four <laughs> inches there's a problem like that's yeah that's too much yeah and, and don't get on into all the ph's you know because that's oh, just God, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's cool. my biggest thing with it man like you know i was listening to corn stars today got through that episode great episode by the way justin thank you um if you haven't listened to that you like corn snakes go check out justin's other podcast corn stars they do a great job um, that was one thing that like, yeah, you're talking about the scale of stuff and you're like, yeah, you know, one day I fully expect just to yeah. randomly hatch out a scale list. Would not I, surprise me at all. I can't do that. You know, like I don't like unexpected stuff. I like to know what's going to be there. Obviously if like, you know, like with, um, Chris Montross's pale sides that <clears throat> threw out in his Everglades, 
that was really cool. You know, it was just something new. These were from wild caught animals. You know, they ended up throwing these, you know, these, these pale sided animals that just look absolutely insane. You know, that's kind of different because it's like a new thing that popped up. You know, these are from wild caught animals. It's going to be relatively simple. But like having something and you're like, I don't know what's going to pop out. I don't know what could be in here. That would drive me up the freaking <laughs> it's, wall. It's dude. fun to a degree. It, and it, then I could see it being kind of like, fun. Okay. Like, ooh, like, I don't know what's going to happen. But like. And then you're left uh, guessing. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't if it if I could identify anything and everything that popped out, I would be like, okay, you know, cool. But it's the same thing like ball pythons. I've seen so many people are like, yeah, I don't really know what this is. You know, I don't know what's all going on here. You know, it's a combo of this and that for sure. But like, there's something else going on. Not too sure. Like, dude, I would that would drive me freaking nuts. Well, like, I have that that Craigslist corn that's an Annery Motley with a lot of yellow on his on him. Uh, really good looking snake, but I have no idea what his hats are because it was a pet smart corn from the people that I got it from. <laughs> like, that's kind of exciting because it's like I compare it with, oh. with something like another annery, and it's like, let's see what we get. Like, yeah, right. you yeah. know, Ultramel. Ultramel is another thing that I've got a couple of corns mm-hmm. too. Like, I've got a, a killer um, annery Ultramel that I got from Pet Smart. It's mm-hmm. a female. And uh, I got that Sunrise male ultra male this year at Daytona that uh, I'm going to put him in with a couple of the females. It's funny. Years and years ago in college, I actually, um, well, I got him while I was in high school. And I had him while I was in college for a little bit. But I had a pair of ultra male Motley's. Mm-hmm. They were actually the, the, other than the first corn, other than the first snake I ever got, that was a corn snake that died in my hands a matter of months later. I had... <laughs> Uh, um, a pair of Ultramel Motley's for a while, and uh, those are cool snakes. But uh, it was funny. I accidentally like I I cohabbed them for like a while. Then all of a sudden, I got like slug eggs, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" You know, because I was like, I don't know, fifteen. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and um, so I ended up you know just separating them out or whatever. And um, you know, but it was funny. While I was in college, I actually traded those snakes. And forty bucks for my first carpet python. So, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, little fun fact. <laughs> I do like Ultramel. It's grown on me a lot. Um, you know, sort of earlier on within the last year or so, I was I was kind of on the fence about it, and just because of it being tied back to you know a, an integrate or a, you know a hybrid. But is that tied back to a hybrid? How many things are tied back to hybrids and corns, man? Scaleless and ultra. Oh, it's just ultra. It was ultra with a gray rat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it looks it looks really cool. Like it looks really good. Yeah. I have some of those uh, ultra male anneries that Chris sent. Um, that you know, you see them as babies and they look nice, but then you see pictures of adults and you're like, okay, like oh, that. Yeah. Another thing that I want to put in the Castania, man. The, like, the pastel colors that come in are just yeah. Yeah, they're really good looking snakes, and you know that that ultra male that I got from Tony D this year, Daytona, like that's a really good looking good snake. And then that that male that I got coming from Joe Peck, I, I my plan is to use that male with that ultra male female in the next two years, at some point, just because I think those would produce some really good looking snakes. But we'll see. And I've got uh, two different types of uh, Annery Sunkissed now too, just a. The one I bought, they're called Silver Queen, but it 
it looks like it's like a regular Annery Sunkiss from pictures I've seen, but the, the colors in it are just yeah, you know, grays and pinks, oranges, just really incredible. And then uh, last year from Corn Snaking, I got a pair of Red Factor Annery Sunkiss that supposedly the line came from Spain. Um, they're developing some really nice, not really orange, but just pink kind of background color on them to go with the gray and yeah. stuff, and kind of reddish uh, saddles. Really neat stuff. Those may be some of the favorites in my collection, actually. Dude, one thing I've realized. One thing I've realized from looking at all these corns, you know, between what Smitty's got and, you know, seeing all the corns of Daytona, because Daytona is just. If you like corn snakes, Daytona is the freaking show for you, dude. Um, but I really like pink corns, man. Like they, there's, there's something about them that just look really, really nice. I think my favorite corns though that I've seen are like any of like the pink stuff, and then just in your mandarins, like yeah. those mandarins are freaking hot, man. Yeah. They, did I show you when you were at the house last? Did I show you the Amel Everglades? Mm-hmm. Those to me look exactly like your mandarins. Just not as good. No, nah, they're just better because they're locality and, oh, okay. you know, whatever. And they're Everglades, so they're just going to be bigger and better. Uh, Real snakes. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. It's, a, it's a man snake. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're, you're not handing that to a five-year-old to handle. No, no, absolutely not. They're, uh, they're not. They're, they're actually not bad. They're, it was so funny, man. Like, so I got, um, I got the Amel. I got a pair of Amels and a pair of Posset Amels from Chris Montrose and um, they're amazing snakes, but it's so funny. The difference between the Amels and the heads, the Amels were like uh, upon like the first feedings and stuff. Amels were way more hesitant to tong feed. You know, I had to drop feed them a few times. I tong feed everything. I'm not much for drop feeding. Um, I do it if it's absolutely necessary, you know, but I prefer yeah. to tong feed everything and my snakes have kind of learned that's how I do it. So everything, once they get used to how I do it, they tong feed regu regularly, you know, so it's not really an issue. But those Amels, like they weren't too keen on tong feeding. Um, it took a little bit of teasing they eventually took and a couple of times I had to drop. But the Hets were like no hesitation right off the tongs, both of them. And it was like, a very clear difference, you know, between the Amels, they were both like that. Then both the heads were just crazy for, for food, you know, and it was just, it's just weird, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. But man, the snakes are cool. But yeah, I thought it was crazy how similar the mandarins look to the Amo glades, you know, there's, they look <laughs> to me, they almost look identical, you know, at least at this size and age, you know, cause I think you're, your Mandarin's probably a little bigger than my Amel blades, yeah, but they look—they look so similar to me. It's, it's crazy. Like Castani um, takes a lot of the red out, kind of yeah. leaves it more orangey, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very, very orange. I, I really like those Mandarins, man. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, and I mean, even as babies, like when those things come out, they really don't look—they look almost more like snows. It's kind of odd because, like, see, after they shed a few times, then it really starts to. The, the, the saturation gets turned up on that you know that first third or so of the body and like and that's how it is odd. that's how it is with the amel glades too when they come out they're a lot more white 
almost, you know, they, they're a lot more faded, you know, in color. They don't look, they don't have that orange yet. You know, the ones I have now are just bright, bright orange, you know, just like the Mandarins are, but when they're born, they're a lot more faded out, you know, almost white in color and they're, they're cool snakes, man. It's just a, man, that's just, it's just a morph that needs needs more it needs more attention man i'd like to see some other stuff plugged into that mandarin that mandarin mm -hmm. project man like i, I would I really, i'm really curious to see where that goes talking about obsoleta you know i, I forgot too uh leucistic texas rat snakes i have and regular oh, texas right. rats. Yeah. yeah white demons they're they're actually not they 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 the females that i have i, I got them in 2015 from underground reptiles and, and one of them I, I could hand to a five-year-old um the other one's a little spicier but um they are they're really cool snakes i've given them the last two years off of breeding but i kind of want them i got a male that i've uh, grown up that i want to uh put them in with next year have some more babies and i've got uh, regular texas rat snakes too uh babies from last year really nice colors on them so far i'm keeping a pair but uh if anybody wants them hey i've got 1.2 available are very, they very are good they, pricing are they locality specific they're not no they're not. The, the female was a het uh leucistic and the male the male may be a locality he, he's actually really bright yellow colored um bill bradley has him now but i, I kind of made jake's dick go soft what's that so you just made jake's dick go soft no locality <laughs> data are you out of your mind no, okay, Montrose Junior. I've got no. I've got, <laughs> I, I take that as a compliment. Okay, like mini, mini Montrose. I will accept that <laughs> fully and through. Yeah, Montrose has been a huge influence on my collection now. Huge, and, but bad influence. No, oh, no well, he's, he's he's been everybody's crack dealer. I mean, yeah, we've all been he, through it. not me. I've been bad, I've been free and clear. Of that guy. Bad in the way of <laughs> I, I have spent I way too much money. Yep. Uh, but man, I, I love, I love that guy to death. He's, he's really helped me out a lot. I appreciate he's, he, he's my mentor. I consider him my mentor in the hobby. Oh yeah. You know, he's, he's one of the, the best guys I've ever dealt with. I, I could, I could tell him like in, in January, like, Oh, I'm interested if you hatch any of those. And then 10 months will go by and he'll, he'll text or something and say, yeah. okay, I've, got, I've got a pair available for you now. You know, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> he hasn't even mentioned those for ten months. You know, you know what's crazy is he doesn't keep a list. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't make a list of like because he doesn't do that. He never has. But like, if you know him and you know him well, like, yeah, I've because I've done the same thing. You know, it's been months and months since anything's been ever been mentioned. He's like, oh yeah, I, ha I have this pair ready for you if you want them. I'm like, fuck yeah, like let's go. <laughs> yeah. you know? So he's been he's been such a good you know influence on me in the hobby. And probably the thing I love most about Chris is that dude's not afraid to tell you exactly what he thinks. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah, he's, been yes. like, he's been like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, this thing. He's like, don't do that. You're being stupid. Do this, and like you're overthinking this. Do that. You know, I, I brought him some uh, locality banded water snakes from Wilmington down to Daytona two years ago and got berated because I had them in a container with like um, mulch, wet, wet mulch in it. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, blisters and blah, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He'll, <laughs> hours. he'll tell you how it is, man. That's the one thing I love about the guy, man. He's, he's not afraid to tell you exactly how it is and yeah, what he thinks. Yeah. And, 
you know, I respect him a lot for it because he's probably the most knowledgeable person I've ever met when it comes to snakes, man. Oh yeah, if he's, he's 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 done a lot. He's bred a lot, you know. And it's so funny. I'll talk to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, I bred these back in the zoo," and you know, but you know, such in and such years. Eighteen sixty-five. Good, someone older than me. <laughs> yeah, Montross has been a. I, I consider him my mentor in the hobby. I like for to sure. talk smack because I know he's going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll message me. Yeah, berating me for no, berating I, him. I I absolutely love the guy. He's been stern, he's been, stern but fair. He's been he's been a blessing. It's yeah, funny. It's I actually gave him, I gave him shit um, in Daytona as we were talking, and I was like, you know, it's funny. I was like, when we when I first started like chatting with him, you know, it was I was basically like trying to pull his teeth, like talking to him and stuff, and. I invited him onto the podcast and I was like, Hey man, you know, I do this podcast with my buddy and blah, blah, blah. He just said, and no, no, he just ghosted me. He did not respond at all. And then like a matter of weeks later, Justin messaged him and was like, Hey man, you want to come on the podcast? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I asked you a couple just, weeks ago. He likes me more. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, sure. That's it. Well, we'll go with that. I, I heard him on uh, Joe Phelan's podcast the first time and just learned so much uh, oh, about uh, and how to keep them correctly and whatnot. It's, it's really, really eye-opening. Yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge, man. That's yeah. He's a he's an awesome dude, and I'm very, very, very grateful to call him a friend now. BFFs, so, yep. yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, the dude crashed at my house, man. I was like. I was like getting a candy store. I'm like, I just have Chris Montross yes. on the tip of my fingers to to just ask all the questions I need and get all the info I I want and just take him. Take you him probably over. didn't drink all your liquor like Peter Cal did to uh No, abs absolutely not. Montross does not Look, I gave him that, that, okay. <laughs> the man liked liked rye and I don't and I had a bottle of it. I was like, it's all yours. I was unaware of what come of that. I was not prepared for the consequences oh, of such an action. And I no, paid. made it so much more entertaining that you did. Yeah, you had to edit that podcast before you posted it. No, I had to edit it after I posted Oh, oh, it was after. I knew it was live, but I thought before you actually posted He's it. He's a nice to... guy. I enjoyed talking to him. But I was just... <sighs> I just kind of had to look at him and be like, "Why the hell did you do that?" Why? <laughs> I thought I thought we had I thought we had a good thing going. No, we had here, a good man. thing going here. We shared a moment over Subox and Rhino Rats, and then you just had to go and do that. Yeah, that was... it's like it's an honor to have him and Tim Morris in my garage, sitting with me, and uh, you know, chowing down on pizza and all that stuff. <laughs> And then, <laughs> then, then, and then <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God. don't do that. <laughs> the don't moment came that. and the moment went. It was it was over before you knew it. Oh, yeah. oh it was for the people watching. For me, I was just panicking <laughs> going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, at least you can say you weren't the only one. I, I wasn't, and you know, it's funny. I I saw Sean Bradley at uh at Daytona, and I don't even really know him. Like I know of him. This was the first time I had sort of met him, and I had talked to him, and I was like, "Hey, man!" I was like, 
I got a podcast and we had Pete on and the same thing happened. So when all that went down, I feel for you, man. I know exactly what you want. <laughs> the problem is he got all the attention for it, you know, and it wasn't like good attention. Well, he like, was like, Oh, I didn't I didn't see that. And I was like, Well, fortunately it was late and there was like next to no one watching at the time, so I managed to to curb it. Yeah, so it didn't seem got, like it didn't stir up anything with you, but I, there was like a there's a period when it happened on that other show that he it was it was going around and it was bad. Hey, Sean Bradley was a really cool guy to meet to that show at Daytona. Yeah, he he, he you know he sold me that that sink and then just just talked to us for mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. I didn't talk to him a whole lot. It was it was kind of brief, but. Yeah, basically just said, "I've been there, buddy, and I know what I, I, I feel you. I, feel I don't you. think there's anybody else in this building that understands <laughs> what you went through, but I understand. And that's not. I'm not. It's not. At least your daughter wasn't sitting on your lap, you know, telling you yeah. good night at the time. I don't. The whole. I mean, the the frustrating part was is like. Pete is very much rough around the edges. He's very rough around the edges. Yeah. He is an acquired taste for probably a lot of people. Uh, but he's also, he was such a nice guy. He was incredibly gracious as a guest. He was very appreciative of everything. Like, came in the snake room. He didn't just look at stuff and be like, oh, that's cool. He was like really geeking out over stuff. Like, I just it was it was cool and he was nothing but nice. I enjoyed hanging out with him. We're not condoning. He's rough around the edges. We are not condoning anything. Yeah, yeah he, I don't agree he, with any of said, the things that went down, you know, on but, Sean's show or anything like that. But having talked to him, uh, well, not even a there's not even a but there. It just shouldn't have happened. But yeah, no, um, absolutely not. He's just I I don't. Having met him and been around him, I don't think anything that he says in that regard is is in coming from a place of maliciousness. He just he there's really there's no I mean hey there's no reason to to talk like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're, that it's one of those things that like it's not a term of. In- Dear man, it's not it's not accept, it's not acceptable is the is the thing it's not it's in not any capacity yes in any capacity it's not acceptable you know so it's but just it's just one of those odd, things it's coming gotta, from gotta, the from the guy that i you know just hung out with and he was he was nothing but cool you know and yeah. so it was like when it when it happened i was like damn like that's not good yeah yeah but it's over now got through it Unscathed. It was a hell of an episode, man. That was that was was that a snakes and stogies episode? Yeah, yeah. I need to go, need to go back. And I mean, the, the stories he he had to share. I mean, just, just incredible. This history of the herpeticultural history of our hobby. You know, it's kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, there was a giant mom. hanging out with Slash, selling snakes to Slash. All kinds of craziness that's a that's a man that's an era of herpeticulture that that i don't think you can even sort of experience anymore that was oh no that's a time gone by but 
Um, as far as pines go, yeah, moving on. What like you you bred the the Floridas or Southerns, whatever they're they're called this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like what? As far as you pairing those, because I know talking to to Ron at Daytona and talking about Jake's pines and stuff. Uh, do you, what's? It may have even been you. I'm trying to remember. It might have been both. You cool them, and then how quickly are you putting them together after you pulled them from cool after they've they've come out of cooling? Yes, and and see that's cooling to you know our environment is such a weird term to use. It, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they did cool down for periods of time. Then the, the temperature came up. I, I think it's just as much of a photo period kind of thing too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had them co- covered up, you know, I did, didn't have them just in, in tubs. It, the tubs were covered up in towels. So they were, they were dark. Um, I, I can't remember the exact timing of it. I, I didn't uh, keep records or anything. But I mean, I, it was like, was there a period where you waited before you put them together or was it fairly early on? There, there was, I let them come back in and warm up and both eat. Um, a couple times and then, then put them together probably early spring, okay. you know, and, and, I, and I heard a lot of thrashing in, in that tank, but I, it was, it was up above some other stuff I had where, where I had them at, but um, I'm not a big record keeper kind of person or I don't know if that Me makes neither. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were, I mean, we were talking about, and Ron said the window for those, as far as females sort of being primed and ready to go seems to be considerably sh- smaller than other other like rat snakes and stuff like that so he was yeah. like you can't really wait too long to put them together because you'll miss that window so he told me when we were talking about jake that it's like as soon as he pulls them from cooling he's putting them together you know after a meal like we'll give him a meal and then it's yeah like putting them together because that window just comes and goes fairly yeah quickly. i think that's gonna be the plan this year is you know i'm gonna cool them down for you know about a month you know six weeks or so and then as soon as I pull them out, I'm going to let them sit for two, three days. They get kind of warm. I'm going to give them a small rat. Day or two after that, I'm putting them together. You know, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's like within the week from cooling to feeding to paired is about Well, I think you also, week. if you kind of almost just shuffle around sort of how you would do things where you pull them and normally you would give them a couple meals before you put them together, like give them a meal, put them together, and then, you know feed yeah, her fairly I, regularly to get her sort of yeah up, no and i and i would that because that and that's what i did so my process was i pulled them and i got three or four meals in the female which i was feeding her weekly um at the time so it was about four weeks to a month before i actually put them together um and that very well could have been where i kind of screwed up um because they were they were receptive every time i put them together there was immediate interest. Like they would smell each other. Then all of a sudden, like they would both kind of start doing that little, that little bounce that they do. Mm-hmm. And they would kind of go over each other. And then within a matter of hours, they were separate ends of the tub, you know, and I would leave them in together for the week, pull them apart to, to feed. Cause I don't feed stuff together. I really, really hate feeding stuff together. So I pull them apart to feed put them back together and there's the same thing. They're doing that little bounce, you know, and then again, within a matter of, you know, minutes, even sometimes it would stop and they would go to opposite ends and they, you know, weren't really about it. So this time I'm going to give them one meal and stick them right together the next day. If, you know, if I have to, how um, old are they? Uh, they're 19s. 
So there, there would have been four. I like five year, especially the pits. I like five year olds. You yeah. know, I think five years is kind of that that magic that magic number for most things. You know, a lot of things can breed at three and four. You know, especially rat snakes. You know, three and four years old, they're fine. Yeah. I think five years personally for pretty much everything is like that prime age. Um, so that's around the minor, minor five or six years old too. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you know, giving the year they were together, they don't want to really know what they're doing. Blah blah. So I'm hoping next season I can actually get it to happen because that was probably my most anticipated pairing, man. I I wanted albino pines so freaking bad, um, but you know it happens. I'm hoping the forks go too, man. I'm really excited about producing those, even though the female is the, the demon child. Um, she is an absolutely terrible snake, but I love her. Um, I want to say the pines may go early too. That you yeah. Pair pair them up earlier than which oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, and he, like I said, with them, they're gonna go together right away. I'm gonna cool them in January. You know, pro I'll probably just cool them for the month of January, maybe a little bit into February. Pull them out, warm them up, give them give them one meal, and off they go. You know, because last time, last year, I or this year, I waited until the female was on like a regular. So I gave her like two. You know, her first meals were small rats. Third meal was a medium. Third meal or fourth meal was a medium, and then I put them together. Like, kind of waited. My my rule of thumb with stuff is wait till it's on a normal food item, and then stick them together, kind of thing. That's how I did the rat snakes. And I was successful with those. Um, but you know, with the pits, I'm I'm gonna do the fork lines the same way, you know, and just see if you know if there's a correlation with that with you know pine you know pituophis in general, um, you know, because even the forks, I got a lock. I got one. I never got a confirmed lock from the pines. I got one for sure lock from the forks, but they didn't end up going either. They're the same age. They're 2019s ish. Um, so you know, but we give it a go again and uh, see if we can't make something happen, man. Those um, they're big snakes, man. That, especially that female fork. My female fork is bigger than all of them. She's massive and she's just a horrible snake <laughs> it's absolutely terrible but she's she's a she's horrible really in the best cool. way possible yeah yeah absolutely she doesn't musk you know that's that's all i can ask if you don't musk me i'm okay you can try and rip my face off which she does every single time um but uh she doesn't musk or anything so that's cool i was actually kind of afraid to put the mail in i was like dude what if i put this mail in she jacks him up um, but she was very receptive to him. He was all over her, dude. Like he he wanted it, and he got they like I said they locked up at least once that I saw. So I know there's probably more. Um, but you know they just didn't go. So we'll I've had a lot of can happen. A, a lot of pairs that the first year they lock up and mate, the eggs either aren't um, fertile or, or nothing happens. But but the next year is when things really go. Yeah, I'm hoping that's going to be the case with the with the forks because I I almost wonder if the female didn't reabsorb. She's so big that I think it would be hard to see eggs until she was like about like a, just about to lay, and so she like followed everything perfectly. You know, she shed once after cooling. You know, after when she started eating, I put them together, 
And after I saw that one really good confirmed lock, two weeks later, she was in a shed cycle and it was too soon between the first one. Mm -hmm. So I was like, boom, here we go. She's gravid, gonna get eggs. And she was always in her lay box, always chilling, and then nothing. Yeah. So I had a female Okatee that did that to me this year too. Yeah. I swear I felt eggs in her, but nothing came out and then they, they weren't there after a while. Oh, and there's no, and there's no palpable, maybe. Yeah. And there's no palpating that female fork, man. She's so pissed off all the time. <laughs> she's just like, she huffs up, you know, and pits, you know, they get mad and they just blow up, you know, and get huge. There's no palpating her, man. Yeah. She's just so big and, and beastly. She won't, number one, she won't let you. Number two, she'll probably puff herself up so big. She, you wouldn't even feel them if they were there. Yeah. Like a giant animal balloon. Yeah. So, How are your uh, rhino rat babies doing, Justin? Terrible. <laughs> they have any they're not of them? doing terrible. They're, they're, <laughs> they're existing. They're existing because they're only existing because they are not the superior horn snake. But they're just, hey, you know, some people can have it easy and just, you know, keep stuff that requires zero thought and zero effort. And that's fine and dandy. I like stuff There's that lives for that. That's just but, me. If you want someone, uh, a species that that requires skill and finesse and attention to detail. If you want a species that's going to make you pull your fucking hair out, get rhinos. I still have all my hair. Um, they've all had rosies, just one. Uh, okay. And then I did, some, I did some, I put some tails in a few of them, and then two of them gave the tails back. Uh, I tried this. Okay. Here's... Side note about uh oh, Are you froze there? up again. I'm here. What about I'm here? Ones? So there, yeah, here, yep. Okay, so I had I got I got five zebra danios because I was like, you know. Maybe a little little safer to eat than the rosies. Yeah, they are more expensive, not by much. They were like two dollars and thirty cents a piece, so no big deal. But tried those. They survived in those water bowls for several days without any problems. None of the rhinos took any of them. They had no interest in them whatsoever. So I pulled the zebras and I put them in a little little critter keeper with some some water and some ABS and like a little shell for them to hide in or whatever, which I doubt they would. Uh, and then I, I come home and all the zebras died. Did you, you put a shell from the but ocean in there? It was it was a shell that my wife had in like some. Mm. Yeah, don't, bowl of don't put anything from the shells. ocean in a freshwater tank. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but I didn't understand because I was like, they just survived in these deli cups with a little bit of water in them for days without any problems. But I put them in a in a thing of, of real water and they all died and yeah. Billy Hunt was was trying to explain to me like he was schooling you on those fish they man. need None filter and they happening. need they need air like water movement and stuff like that I'm like but they didn't need water movement in less water for this many days like I don't understand like I so it was, it you never know maybe they were like they may have been like about to die that may have been the, just the tipping point that did them in. Yeah, the shell. What, what kind of water container are you, are you using to uh, try to feed them in? Just little eight ounce deli cups, like standard 
the green lidded deli cups from Dollar Tree that I love so much. Okay. And they took the rosies in those, no problem. But Danios were just, uh, I don't know, it was too too good. So I got a taste for rosies. Scrap have that. You put, have you put pinkies in there or just the mouse tails? Um, so I haven't had any like day olds. I've been waiting on some females to drop. Um, and the mouse tails I assist fed. I didn't. I didn't put those in the bowl. Okay. Um, I don't know. Jake brought over some wire stuff to make perches over those water bowls to see if that that helps him at all. But push comes to shove, I'll do Rosie's another round and keep trying. But last time I was in in PetSmart, they had a under observation sign on the Rosie's. So I was like, wonderful. That happens frequently. Why? Ick. Is it like? Yeah, but is it like they notice a couple are dead, so like, oh, we should probably watch this, or is it like an entire tank is now belly up and they're all floating? Like, we need to replace yeah, it's these. Like and then a see. mass, a mass death. You know, you'll see growths on. They were all alive and moving around, but they were under observation. They the probably, other. they probably had they, they, something goldfish get is literally called ick. It's a, it's a just a fungus that they get. It's a pair and, of parasite. Yes, you see them on a lot of. You know, it's just like almost a film over the goldfish. And um, you see them a lot on the feeder goldfish that people get. You know, the signs are out there a lot for them. I used to work at PetSmart's. We had to do that all the time. So what do you do and, to treat it? Is it like water stuff you put in yeah, there? Yeah, there's stuff that you put in the water. It's called, ick, it's literally called ick treatment or something like that. Ick be gone. Um, and I assume Rosie's can get the same thing because there's a period where I, because I worked at the one here in Beaufort when I was in high school. And um, there's a period that were like half of our fish had the signs on them, you know, like under observation. But if they so. take the signs off, does that mean they're safe again? Like, I don't understand. It feels like that's safe when you, when you have that many <laughs> fish in a tank and all of a sudden they're all under observation. I'm like, there ain't no way all of these are like, OK. Yeah. No, I mean, they're I, I don't know, man. Cool. I don't like I don't I don't trust feeder fish. You know, get, get some I, pinkies to put in there. Because as, as they thrash around to get the fish that are flopping around, they'll grab a pinky and go with it. Yeah, I just got to have then, pinkies small enough because yeah. those things are freaking tiny. Those things are really small. And they don't have to be tiny, tiny. You'd be surprised what they can take. Yeah, but what I have available is not is not is too big, like flat out. Yeah. Um, and I just the, I actually the, the frozen uh, pinkies they sell at PetSmart are tiny. They're they're close to like within a three days old. See, and I thought about yeah. that, but I need to. I haven't looked at them because I. I'm trying to remember the last I got. Pinkies from PetSmart. It's been a very long time. I so had for to some buy reason, some. I was thinking they were they were bigger. No, like, I bought no, some not too long ago. I I ordered day olds from uh, Big Cheese, and they showed up, and they were as big, if not bigger, than the large pinkies I got. And it made some of my baby rat snakes throw up. Um, so I actually, to get by, because then I ordered some day-olds from Rodent Pro. And those actually showed up looking more like day-olds, not quite as small as the first batch I got Maybe from Big Maybe they were just big females, um, big babies. Yeah, no. And um, so I ended up getting some day-olds from PetSmart just to tie me over until I got my How other order. How many of those did you get? Uh, I got, like, two boxes. Oh, I was about to say you fed all them babies, boy. You just shelled out like a hundred dollars for like. No, I, I only got well. I got 
the box of six and then I needed to get one more box. So I got the box that they, now they sell like a box of like 20 or something. You got oh, like a bigger box. How much is yeah. that? I don't remember. It's like, it's 30 bucks or something. Yeah. It's, God, it's still painful. It's expensive as shit, you know, but I wasn't about to, I'd rather pay that little bit more than make all my baby rat snakes throw up. Cause the pinkies are too fucking big. Well, fortunately so, I only have five of the rhinos, so I can get a box of those and give that a shot. But yeah. What yeah, about, you can also come sift through the bag of extra smalls I have and see if you want to take any that are. 80, well, the other thought I had was to buy some rosies, freeze them with some pinkies, like frozen pinkies. Yeah. And see if that would get any sort of enticement out of them. Since they like the fish, you should try the pink salmon, man. I tried tuna and tuna. It, it's. Which tuna was tuna was a stupid call because tuna try, doesn't smell like try the pink salmon like fish fish try the pink from, salmon. From what I understand, the the three that I've raised and, and gotten eating and stuff, and in a actually a garter sink that I switched over from uh, guppies to pinkies too, it, it's more like the motion and the thrashing that, that attracts mm -hmm. them to to it, and get the water level pretty low so the fish can't actually swim, but they're kind of half flopping around, and that 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 really got mine going. Yeah, and if you got a you got a pinky in there with them, I, I've had a, I had a baby one time that ate three or four guppies and a pinky and just looked like she swallowed a basketball. Jesus, you know, I mean they they can they can take more than what you think. Yeah, it's not necessarily an amount problem. It's just like the the physics of the size of the pinkies that I have available to those yeah. babies. Like it's just not happening. Come, At least I don't think they could keep them down. I don't swing by my house tomorrow. Sift through some of the little itty bitty ones I've got. Pick out the smallest ones. Buy a thing of pink salmon. Let them marinate in that salmon juice, and then see if you can't tease feed them into. Marinate them for how long? How long you want to marinate? I let mine sit for like 30, 40, 50 minutes. Let them sit for an hour. Let them sit in that juice for a long time. What I did, and this, again, this worked for the hognose. I don't know why hognoses are attracted to fish scents, but you know, I don't see why there's a lot of things about hognoses that don't make sense. Yeah. So, but since they obviously like the fish, take one of those small pinkies and um, let it sit in that juice for an hour or two and um, see if you can't tease feed them, man, you know, it might be, might be worth a shot. And if not, let, let them gain a little first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, the route that I was thinking about going down was like, just, just deal with rosies as much as I really don't want to until they can get some size on them and then start really getting them to switch over. But like you said, if they take rosies, you know, a lot of people will just drop the pinkies in the bowl mm -hmm. and then while they're eating all the rosies, they'll snag that pinky. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I would try the sending though, man. You never know. Never know. I what honestly, I was, I was tempted to try chick down with them too, just to see if, like, if it works with chondros, maybe it'll happen to work with rhinos. Because surely someone was looking at chicks and looking at baby chondros and going, like, this should not work and it probably won't, but I'm going to try it anyways. And then lo and behold, it's like the thing. So we'll see. Try the pink salmon, man. What brand? It doesn't matter. Just pink it does salmon. matter. Is it Alaska? How about a is random? Like... No, pink. Pink salmon. What's they're all? It's all no, salmon they, is pink. No, but they're specific. Like some just say salmon, you know. But this is like specifically oh. pink salmon. I literally went to Food Lion. I got one of those little small jars about that big, that big around, 
and um, it just said pink salmon on it. I cracked it open, put the juice in a bag, dropped a pinky in there. My hog nose went insane for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't put a whole lot of effort into into all that. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want to stress them out either, you know, because you make them scared of food. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, once sense. they're going, they're, like, I'll turn them. Like, once they're on, on that stuff, man, there's no turning back usually. So, yeah. just got to get them there. Yeah. There's a couple corns, small, too. Man. Some of those uh, Het Castagna Motley's, there's, like, two or three in that bunch that haven't taken off that that one hypo animal still hasn't taken. Um, but I went and got a Walmart sells like measuring Pyrex glasses for like, you can get a small one for like three bucks. So I got one of those today to, to try boiled with those uh, this weekend. We'll see if. So I'm not anything. saying you have to do this. I'm just going to give you a suggestion that worked for me for my gray rats that weren't eating. Um, all I did was I held them very gently behind the head and I just wedged that pinky into their mouths. Yeah, I've tried that. They didn't, they just, just spit no, it out. They're like, okay. nah. No, my, that worked for all of mine. As soon as I put it in their mouth, they're like, oh, word. And they just start. Yeah. No, these, these Castagna Motley's in particular are so high strung that like one, there's one, I got one baby too. I held it by the tail and I, I, got it to strike and grab at a pinky and I held it and it held onto it and it started eating it, eating it. And I got about halfway down and I set it down very slowly. That's and then I ended up. up moving something like my hand or whatever. And it instantly like bailed on it and then never came back to it. So like, they're they start, so high strung that it's just they like, start eating in my hand. I sit there and hold them because I have some gray rats. that were doing that. If they start eating in my hand, I hold them until they, until they finish it. I had other snakes I had to get eaten. So. <laughs> so I had other stuff I had to feed, man. I was like, I ain't got time. <laughs> Not today. And that's your that's your problem, Smitty. Got to make time. Have you, did you try that's like right. boiling and all that stuff? Not yet, but I got yeah. the I got the measuring glass now to do that. That I can mark and make sure the uh, the girls don't use that for for cooking. It doesn't matter if they do or not. Just don't tell me you used it to blanch a pinky. My wife freaked out the first time she saw me doing that. Just freaked out. I thought, I thought but doing this for months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had been. Too. <laughs> I, I don't care. Gonna... So like, I know you can like put them in the dishwasher, wash them by hand. Like it's all good. But I, I'm kind of weird about germs and, and stuff like that as far as like food related things. So I am entirely too weirded out by it to, to possibly wash those like that with everything else and then use them for I get anything it. food. I just, yeah, I'm super weird about it. Like I you can it. ask Katie, like I'm super weird about, about leftovers that have been in the fridge for longer than like a day. Like I don't, I don't do leftovers. I am. Yeah. I am. You guys like, are weird. I'm really weird about it, man. I'm, I'm just like super paranoid about meat being undercooked and things like that. And especially chicken. Well, I made I grilled some chicken up last night. That was bomb as hell. Yeah, Kisiki's the wingmaster. That's right. <sighs> Did not have wings tonight. Damn. <laughs> Did last. I need to cook some wings sometime. I just bought a grill not too long ago, so I've been grilling out. I've been grilling out like every night almost. Done steaks, chicken, burgers. You charcoal or propane? Gas. Ooh. Charcoal like a man. It's easier. 
Gas is yeah, gas is convenient. Very charcoal convenient. tastes better though. Not if you know how to season your fucking food. If it doesn't taste like lighter fluid, what are you doing? It doesn't taste like lighter fluid. I've never yeah, I've never tasted lighter fluid in any of the meat I've it's, grilled. It's not a single one. You know, a little bit. Two against one thing. here, Smitty. If you know how to season your food, it's not a problem. You have a smoker, Smitty? No. Okay, well then you're Yeah, then shut up. <laughs> Whatever, George Foreman. <laughs> come talk to us. Yeah. Do you have a lot of your females double clutch? Has that been a pretty regular thing for you or no? The only the only females I've had double clutch are the leucistic Texas rat snakes. And is that one of those things where it was happening regardless of if you wanted it to? Yeah, I, they they weren't with a male. That just they just double clutched. Yeah. So what, was, what was your feeding regimen like? Did you get them up as quick as you could back to a normal? Feeding? Yeah, I, I do my. I, I didn't feed them, hoping for a second clutch. You know, just try to get weight back on them. And the second clutches were always smaller. You know, they they weren't oh, as yeah. bigger, maybe not as fertile. But I know I was never too excited about a second clutch because that means even more feeding and trying to put weight back on. Yeah, that's. Kind of the consensus I've got for, you know, the stuff like that for double clutching is after they lay their first clutch, you kind of have to neglect them um, and just keep those meals small, really keep them really small and then far and few between like, a, you know, for my my Santa Rosa girl, when she double clutched. I was like, oh, my God. And to make sure she didn't go for three, I was giving her like small, small adult mice like every two weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to make sure she she was pissed. She did not. She did not <laughs> like that. But um, you know, just to make sure she didn't try and go for three men, you know, because I've heard stories of, you know, Jason yeah. Hood talked about mm-hmm. it on Weaver and Calubroid, I believe. He had a corn snake that um gave him like three or four clutches, and you oh, know, that because every time he every time she laid, she he was pumping her full of food, and if the resources are there, they they can go again. You know, and um, so I, it's just it's something I I didn't know that going into my rat snake breeding. Um, so I got double clutches from my yellow rat and my gray rat. And, you know, it did not work out very well. Um, one girl lost a lot of weight. The other girl got egg bound. So oh, no. That's just fucking fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to avoid that. Did the egg bound snake have a good resolution or she's still holding it? Oh yeah. We're approaching vet visit time. Um, it's definitely moved. It's definitely closer to cloaca. So I was really, she's still eating and everything. She's got fine weight. She's eating fine. I'm hoping she pushes it out on her own, but I'm gonna give another week or two and then it's going to be a visit to my vet to try and get that sorted out. Well, they can just, yeah. Holding it, yeah. I had you know, Skyler was Skyler dealt with it with his uh pop one carpet, and uh, Billy went over there and helped him, you know, drain the egg. And um, he was kind of talking me through it. And I'm like, dude, like, I am not good with needles, I don't like putting needles in snakes, you know, like, that is not my cup of tea. Um, so I'd much rather be a lot feel a lot better just to pay to do it. Um, so. 
like I said, I'm really hoping she does it herself because it started, it started about midway up her body. It was literally almost at the halfway point where it was sitting. And then now it's down much more closer to cloaca. So I know it's not, that's good. It's not like, cause I talked to my vet. My vet is actually friends with Chris Montross and um, okay. I delivered a snake to him. So I talked to him about it a little bit and he was saying they can actually become like attached to the side of the snake and then they won't come out and then it can burst and they can go septic and you know all that so he was like you know you don't want to wait too too long and let it get you know to that point and i was like yeah no definitely not um yeah and then you probably don't want to breed her again yeah i don't really know what i'm gonna do she's definitely the male that i got the adult male i have with the pascos is he's just he's crashing unfortunately he did not. He did not take the change to my location well at all. He is not eating. He is. I can't get him to eat. I've offered him live. Offered him frozen. Offered him chicks. He ate two chicks with me when I first got him, and then he just shut off. And so I don't really know where he's headed at this point. Um, I'm hoping somehow. Is he an adult or? Yeah, he's an adult. Oh, wow. Um, and he was wild. He's a wild caught animal and he was wild caught as an adult. And a buddy of mine had him for a while. So he was a long term captive. Um, but there's no telling how old he was when he was caught. And then he was sent to me complete, you know, room change and all that. And he, yeah. just, he has gone downhill severely, unfortunately. And um, which is which isn't uncommon for wild caught stuff, as I'm sure, you know, Mike. Um, it's, it's easy to stress him out. Yeah, so I, I did everything. I, I've done everything I know I can do, but um, I'm not sure he's gonna he's gonna last too long. Um, so I'm probably gonna end up holding back. Luckily, all the babies are just perfect. Every single one, except one girl. One of the babies has a neurological problem, and she has to be assisted. Um, so she will either end up in the freezer or somebody's pet. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, so I'm. We'll try to give her away if she starts eating on her own. Um, but all the others literally ate right off the tongs. Very first feeding trial, no scenting, no nothing. So they're all smashing. So I'm probably going to keep 2.2 of those just for future um, future endeavors. Um, and see what happens with the adults. Got to get this egg sorted out with the female. And, you know, the female gave me a great clutch. Her first clutch was 16 eggs, not a single slug. Everyone was perfect, 100% hatch rate. Um, every baby was absolutely perfect. So I don't think she's a bad breeder or anything. I just think the double clutch and, you know, her being in a new environment as well, um, you know, between those two factors just kind of made her hold on to one. Um, so yeah. we'll see. I'm, I think she'll be fine, though. Yeah, get her to the vet. They'll, they'll get it yeah. taken care of. And that sorted out, and then she'll be ready for – one of her, one of her boys. Once uh, they get up to size, which a male, you know, two years, so won't be too bad. But yeah, I love those things, man. <clears throat> well, right. um, we are approaching the two-hour mark. Yeah. Um, is there anything else any, you were wanting? Any to closing, closing comments? Yeah, that's good. Thanks for inviting me on, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, Thanks man. for coming on kind of last minute. We've been bad about planning episodes out no. lately. And uh, 
So I wonder what I could talk about for two hours, but y'all made it easy. Yeah, man. You know, the time goes by pretty quick. You know, the conversation just flows. Easy and, when the internet continues to go in and out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took up at least half of that. If, if my sink room wasn't such a mess, I would have broadcast from in there and pulled some stuff out and probably had more interesting stuff to talk about. <laughs> no, nah, man. You have a really cool collection, man. You got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in the works. I'm excited, excited to see. Yeah, you. it's kind of it's like I said, it's been a weird year because you hear, you know, starting in March, people are hatching stuff out already, and you like, oh, I've got this clutch, I got this clutch, oh, I've got clutch number forty-seven hatching, clutch number sixty-eight, this and that. So <laughs> I don't even have eggs yet, you know. Like, what the yeah, hell, right. you know? Yeah. And then, but I know, like, I'm, but I'm in that phase of raising stuff up where I'm going to have eggs. But, yeah, right. But yeah. I don't want too many eggs with the way the market is right now. I'm right there with you, man. I got, I have so many year, year old, two year old stuff coming up. It's, yeah. it's kind of overwhelming, but, um, oh, yeah, you, Smitty was talking on the recent podcast. So yeah, it is. It's overwhelming. I mean, you got a real job and 60 to 80 babies to feed along with your other stuff. That's yeah. I'm definitely not a full-time snake breeder. Okay. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, once everything really starts hitting off, I'm going to try and always keep it under 100 babies. I realized this year how easy it is, you know, because I, yeah. I had four clutches, you know, all rat snakes, two double clutches. You know, that's how I got the four. I ended up with, you know, I, I had 40 eggs between or 30 eggs between two clutches. Jeez. And then I ended up with 40 after the other two. So it was like, holy shit, you know. <laughs> So it's really easy to get up, push numbers up to a hundred. So I'm really going to try and keep it, you know, yeah. under a hundred once things really start booming. Ramps up real quick. Yeah. Yep. You got to hope you got homes for them. Yeah. But man, if uh, people want to find you, get some snakes off you, talk snakes, where can, uh, where can they find you? Uh, uh, Instagram MK underscore colubrids. That's, that's the best way really. Um, that's all my information on it. Uh, Morph Market uh, Coastal Colubrids. I've got some beautiful baby Texas rat snakes listed there. <laughs> awesome, man. Really cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get, get an account back up and running there so I can get some stuff on there. Yeah. I'm, I'm still doing, you know, one one listing at a time because I just don't want to pay a monthly fee for the amount of stuff I have to sell. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of been where I'm at too, but I'm at a point where it's I need to just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may, I may need to soon too. But I gotta stop falling in love with them again every time I take pictures. Yeah, it's the hard part, man. Just have to not think about it. Just yep. do it. Yep. yep. Well, thank you again for coming on, brother. It's been a long time coming. Glad we were finally able to work it out and yeah, get you on here, talk some snakes. Um, once again, thank you to our sponsors, BlackBoxCages.com. You need a rack, you need a cage. Check them out. Use code THN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Um, that does not go to us in any way, shape, or form. That is just for you guys. That's something Black Box does to, you know, just help out our listeners. So check them out. Um, awesome people doing awesome stuff. You will not be disappointed. Me and Justin swear by all of their all of their things. And then Steve Snakeshuary with Steve Snakeshuary's hot sauce. Venom uh, hot, hot sauce. He's got. All the all the hot sauces are based around the local venomous species there in uh, Louisiana. Um, he's doing a lot of cool stuff, so check out his page, Steve Snakeshuary, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, he posts he posts a lot, and uh, he's always got a smile on his face. So check him out. 
And of course, Fulvius Peril with my good buddy Justin Smith. I always um, have a smile on my face. No, you absolutely do not. <laughs> um, you are the least smiley person I probably know. Um, what? <laughs> but definitely check him out. He's got some awesome, awesome, awesome gear. Um, he's hooked me up with a lot of shirts, and um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, this is this is by far the most comfortable shirt I came back from Daytona. Yeah. He's he's doing the Lord's work, man, over here yeah. with the with that gear. So fighting um, the 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 fight, the fight, fight on cheap gilded shirts. Yeah, <laughs> none of that baseline ultra cotton. It's quality, man. Heavy cotton line. My girl, Gildans. my girlfriend's always stealing my shirts, man. She's always wearing them, you know, to bed and stuff. I'm like, I was gonna wear so look, that. That could be like, you. You go yeah, to fullbeastapparel.com. Right. Use code THN to check out yeah, as well. Use code THN there. You too can have your girlfriend steal your yep. shirt. She will want to. They're soft, especially you know if you're if you're a little bigger than her. Girls love oversized shirts. So, in fact. Do That's yourself, a good ad right there. Do, do, do yourself a favor and just buy two. She go. can have her own. You know? so instead of putting all these like young male models on there, Justin, yeah. put the girlfriends on. Yeah, girlfriends and oversized t-shirts. You know, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll be great. Um, but again, that code THN only for THN listeners. Save yourself fifteen percent. I'm gonna start doing some uh, some like not reptile related shirts, but just some stupid designs that sort of come to me. Like I, Talladega Nights, it's a great shirt, but I have this one I'm wearing just says "Big Harry American Winning Machine." <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I couldn't see what was below the Big Harry. <laughs> I don't do another one that says "Big Harry Spiders" and it's got a tarantula on it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, just stupid stuff. Why not try and expand a little bit outside of the uh, pedicultural audience yeah. you know? make me my obsolete gear i'm working I on need, it i need a hat and I need, I need a hat and i need a shirt they okay. will never leave my body i was working on an obsolete shirt <laughs> at one point it and it just i got so frustrated with the file i was working with that i just said i'm not I'm, i i kind of just left it i sort of just put it in a cardboard box threw it at the the doorway of the fire station and just drove off just, you gotta do me like that man you make me sad you hurt my soul. I was also trying to do species that are actually popular. I take offense oh. to that. Oh. <laughs> Mr. He hits me up. He's like, send me some yellow rat pictures. I sent him like five. He did send me some really and good he ones. He was like, I oh, haven't done these are perfect. Since. I have one perfect profile of a yellow rat, side angle, perfect eye shot. Everything's amazing. It's the perfect photo to put on a shirt. You're right, Jake. And what I are you will doing? make that my he absolute top priority. Threw it, threw it in the trash. The trash. Throw it in the trash. I put it in a folder for a rainy day. Put the picture on a shirt with Panthropus underneath it. That's right. That's all you gotta do. Or obsolete. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put that. (laughs) I'm gonna put not a bear rat. (laughs) The superior rat snakes. I want to do a bear shirt too, but it's really hard to do one, and it not look like a yellow rat. Because they're one of the. I'd have to add like keep the color and stuff like that, which is doable, but. I prefer to keep them like mono monochromatic color wise. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, you can't do a Baird's monochromatic. Yeah, I know. It's I don't think so. It's... You put the yellow rat one on a yellow shirt, and then put the Baird's rat one on a gray shirt. Ew. With some, with some orange highlights between the scales. It's called fashion. Look it up. Fullbeastbarrel dot com. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you to all of our See sponsors, everybody. and thank you, Mike, for joining us once again. This was a fun episode. When yeah, episode two hundred coming up. Yep, next week we is going to be our, gonna do. It's going to be our one-on-one. I know that at least. Um, we'll to, and then snakes and stogies is happening Monday. Monday, as usual. Yep. As far as I know, there's no like holidays on Monday, right? No. Nope. I wouldn't know that because I'm a government That's worker. That's right. And I know. You just always ask holidays. Jake, are you working today? Yes. Cool. It's not a holiday. Yep. Pretty much. Perfect. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Take care, guys. Night.